0: And now your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I am excited to have you again on another exciting episode, and today I have someone with me, and his name is Stephen Arms, and he's going to talk to us today about becoming into manhood, and I'm just going to um, read a little bit about Stephen before we get started. Stephen is a co-author of the book Milestone to Manhood, a Christian rite of passage to help your 13-year-old son make the leap from boyhood to manhood. Stephen shares his firsthand experience of his Rite of Passage weekend, how it shaped him into the man that he is today, and provides other fathers with the tools that they need in order to organize a Rite of Passage for their own sons. So hello, Stephen. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Dr. Tiffany.
1: Thank you for being on. So just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself.
2: Sure. So I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area in California. I spent the first 25 years of my life there. Um, And then I met my wife, who is from Portland, Oregon. And I moved up here to pursue my relationship with her in 2018. We were married and now we have two beautiful children. Our daughter is three years old and we have a one-year-old boy.
1: Wow, that is awesome. And that's, and Stephen, I have to say you really love your wife because you moved from California to see her in Portland. So that's a lot of love.
2: (laughs) It was totally worth it.
1: Yes, yes. So Stephen, today we are talking about helping boys make the leap uh, to manhood. So tell us what is a virtuous manhood? And why do you feel that Americans are failing today to produce men who are virtually masculine, virtuously masculine, I should say?
2: That is a great question. So when I find virtuous, when I define virtuous manhood, I would say that it is men who are living for others instead of living for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Scripture tells us husbands love your wives in the way that Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. And how did Christ love the church? He loved the church by dying for for the church. He Mm -hmm. sacrificed himself. And I think that Jesus is the ultimate example of what it means to be a man. And Mm -hmm. he is calling other men to live for others, to sacrifice themselves for others, um, instead of living selfishly for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I think there's a number of reasons why Western culture today is not producing strong, masculine, virtuous men. But the one I want to focus on today is that most men today have never been told by another man that you are a man they've never been they've never been affirmed in their masculine identity right mm-hmm. so boy teenage boys and boys in their 20s they grow up without anyone ever telling them that you are a man and manhood has already started and because of that they kind of push their adolescent years into their 20s and their 30s and they kind of have this perpetual boyhood Um, When we look at other cultures from around the world, they have these rite of passage events, the most well known is probably the Jewish bar mitzvah. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm.
2: Another example would be in the Australian Aboriginal Society. They send their boys off into the wilderness for three to six months at a time called a walk. That's called a walkabout. And when the boy comes back, he's no longer considered to be a boy in the tribe. He's considered to be a man and he's eligible for marriage. Western Mm -hmm. society today doesn't really have an equivalent coming of age event. And that leads boys to try to prove their manhood to themselves. And what that might look like is the sexual conquest of women. You know, you hear guys saying things like, she made a man out of me, or pornography, or video game addictions. Right. In some video games, you can literally slay a dragon or kill a terrorist. That totally plays into the male ego of trying to prove yourself as a warrior, you know, prove your manhood. Mm -hmm. Other other ways that boys try to prove their manhood to themselves is by joining a gang or physical Mm -hmm. violence, you know, Mm -hmm. getting into fights. They think Mm -hmm. that if they can physically dominate another man then that makes themselves a bigger man than this this other person. Ultimately, these are all ways that boys are trying to prove their manhood to themselves. But what we argue in the book is that if a father steps up to the plate and holds a rite of passage event for his son and essentially tells his son, I want you to know that in my eyes, I no longer see you as a boy, but I see you as a man. Then the boy doesn't have to prove it to himself because his father has affirmed his masculine identity. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. It is something as simple. It was what you said, Stephen. It's just that af- affirmation of manhood, um, and it's just something about hearing it from. Uh, your father or your mother, as for as far as for women, or that other support help that just affirms who they are, because even um, when children come from the womb, that should be a process of where we're constantly affirming the children. Do you believe that, Stephen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that our words are powerful and. One thing that we men are not always good at is using our words and being in touch with our emotions, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's something that you women just, it comes more naturally (laughs) to you, you know, Right, right. but it's so important if a father can use his words to build up his son or to build up his daughter, that son or daughter will go through their lives with a confidence because of the words that his, their father gave to them.
1: Mm -hmm. And I believe that is so important. So it was it was even your father's rite of passage weekend that helped you leap into manhood. Tell us about that experience and how it dramatically changed your life.
2: Sure. So my family has a rite of passage tradition in which every 13-year-old boy and girl in the family experienced a rite of passage on their 13th birthday weekend. Um, for me, what that looked like is my dad took me away for a overnight trip to a cabin in Lake Shasta, which is in Northern California. And it wasn't actually just my dad who took me on this weekend, but my grandfather and two of my uncles went as well. And the thinking there is, you know, around the age of 13 years old, a boy is starting to develop some tension with his parents, right? Because Mm -hmm. he wants to spread his wings. He wants some independence. Um, So, Bringing in other men onto the trip helps to break through to the boy in a way that he might actually listen. So, dad could be saying some piece of advice for the last six months, but just hearing that those words come out of a man who's not his father mm-hmm. helps to kind of break through to the boy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, my rite of passage included my dad, my grandfather, and two of my uncles. And there's essentially seven different rituals during the weekend, uh, that the group engages in. And they're really meant to build up the boy's confidence in his masculine identity, but also share with him what it really means to be a man, right? The culture at large today, whether that's the internet, friends from school, television, the culture at large is giving our boys one definition of manhood. Mm-hmm. And really the one of the benefits of this rite of passage weekend is it gives the family an opportunity to show the boy, this is what being a man means in our family. And this is the bar that we expect you to to rise to. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of a a general overview of the weekend. There are seven different rituals that we engage in. Um, The first is an entrance ceremony. So Mm -hmm. just like a high school graduation has an entrance ceremony this rite of passage has an entrance ceremony um and in the entrance ceremony we read from scripture we read the uh the passage of moses encountering god Mm. in, in the form of the burning bush and then once we enter the cabin uh the boy me in this case um I lit a fire, and that fire represents God's presence during the weekend. Wow. So just like Moses encounters God in the form of a burning bush, we lit a fire, and we kept that fire going throughout the weekend, which shows mm-hmm. the boy, sometimes your relationship with God will be really hot, and at other times it'll be colder. But what's most important is to never let that flame of faith be fully extinguished. mm. So the fire really had a a deep symbolic uh, meaning during the entire weekend.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I'm just sitting here thinking how powerful that was. And, you know, how did you feel knowing that all attention basically was on you and that day and and, and it was getting ready to send you to uh, that place of manhood, you know, at 13 years old, how were you feeling?
2: So during the weekend, when they first told me what we were going to do, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know exactly what this weekend (laughs) was going to entail. Mm -hmm. But I was excited when they told me that at the end of this weekend, I was going to be considered to be a man in this family. That made me feel good. That made me feel like, well, maybe I'll get more independence. You know,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, that made me feel really special and unique. So uh, that, that part of it excited me.
1: Mm hmm. And so what what do you think the most impactful um, time for you was um, during those seven different stages? What was the which stage? I know all of them meant the most to you, but what one really stuck out with you?
2: So one of the really cool ones uh, is called the ribbon ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I think that in my mind uh, is probably the most impactful. So the ribbon ceremony, um, each man collects a stick from the outside from outside maybe Mm -hmm. two or three feet long and he has six ribbons tied to the stick Mm -hmm. and on each ribbon he writes he writes down three positive character traits that he sees in himself and he writes down three negative character traits that he sees in himself so the positive character traits might be hardworking, loyal and caring the negative character traits might be lustful greedy and selfish those are Mm -hmm. just examples i'm making up off the top of my head Mm -hmm. and then the the men in a circle they read out loud what they wrote down and why they wrote it down why they see it in themselves and then the boy also has a stick but his stick starts off empty and when every man has shared the boy goes to each man and he unties the ribbons, the character traits that he wants to use off of their sticks and ties them onto his stick. So the boy is left with a stick full of these positive character traits. And Mm -hmm. the men are left with these sticks full of their negative character traits. And that the purpose of this exercise is really to show that as men, as humans, we have this ability to emulate certain positive character traits that we see in others My father-in-law, for example, is really good at words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. He's always giving people compliments and building people up. And that's something I really admire in him. And Mm -hmm. I've tried to emulate in my own life with my daughter and with my son and with my wife, because I know my father-in-law is really good at it. So the boy is left with this stick full of positive character traits that he wants to take from the other men in his life. And then the men are left with these sticks full of their negative character traits. And what they do with those is they actually place those ribbons into the fire that we Mm. lit during the entrance ceremony. And that represents one, their desire to burn away their defects, right? None of us are perfect. We all have room for improvement. But part of being a man is becoming the best version of yourself, becoming the person that God made you to be. And then two, that fire represents God, right? During Mm -hmm. the weekend. Mm -hmm. So by placing their negative character traits into the fire, they're also showing that they can only improve upon themselves with the grace of God, Mm -hmm. by relying upon God, not through their own self-will, but through the help of God and their relationship with him. So that's, that's the ribbon ceremony in a nutshell. And I think that's one of the really cool ones during the weekend. Um, the last ceremony is also really cool. Uh, it's kind of this formal bestowing of the title of man. Mm -hmm. And as we go through these seven rituals, we're sharing about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a man of God. The men are building up the boy built, uh, instilling the sense of, uh, masculine identity in him. And then the last ritual is when, in my, in my case, my grandfather, because he was kind of the patriarch of the family, he told me, he looked me in the eye and he told me, Stephen, in this family, you are no longer considered to be a boy, but you are officially considered to be a man. And I think that's really powerful because in my own life, I can look back and remember the exact moment that I became a man. It was on the deck at the cabin in Lake Shasta on my 13th birthday weekend. And not a lot of guys, I would say less than one in 100 men today, have an experience like that, where they can look back and say, that was the moment that I became a man. And so by writing this book, you know, we were sharing our family's story. But the whole second part of the book is really a how to guide for fathers to organize a rite of passage for their own sons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've mm-hmm. created kind of uh a template for this weekend so that if any of your listeners wanted to organize a weekend for their own 13-year-old sons, then we've given, we've laid it out for them.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, there are, Stephen, a lot of um, young men out there that don't have fathers. Uh, How can those without a father or male figure in their home, you know, find help to successfully transform, you know, to transition from boyhood to manhood?
2: You know, I would say that boys who don't have a father or father figure in the house are probably the boys who need a rite of passage the most because they don't have that example of virtuous manhood that they're seeing day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, it is very possible for a single mother to organize a rite of passage weekend for her son Mm Um, she would do that by identifying a man in her life who has a close relationship with her son and ask him to take him away for this weekend with a group of men. So it's not just going to be a one-on-one trip with this guy, but it'll be three or four men taking your son away for a weekend. And that actually happened in my own family. My, my cousin is adopted from a single mother. My Mm -hmm. aunt, uh, never got married. And she definitely saw the benefit of him going through a weekend like this. So she asked her father, my grandfather, to kind of lead his weekend. And as you can imagine, you know, my grandfather was totally on board and was excited to to do this for him. But, uh, you know, I got to go on that weekend because, like I said, once you, once you have a rite of passage, you are considered a man in the family. So Mm -hmm. I was able to attend the rite of passage weekends for my younger brothers and younger siblings.
1: Wow. It's just so powerful. And I I think that also places um, for the young men that are going through that, it also solidifies God's eyes upon them. You know, I was just sitting here listening to you and it was just like, God recognizes you. And growing up as a young boy, even a young girl, when you're growing up, you want that recognition. You want to know that you're loved. You want to know um, that somebody sees and cares about you. And so for just everybody to come together like that and bring you through that rite of passage, it's basically God affirming you. Do you believe that, Stephen?
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, God is a loving father, and it's natural for us humans to project our own relationship with our father's onto our image of what God is like.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: doing something like this, where you're, you're really putting all eyes on the boy, really building him up, showing him what kind of family is behind him, supporting him on his journey through life, uh, will help him in his own relationship with God.
3: Mhm mhm.
1: So have you had people to ask you um you know I have a young daughter that's about to be 13 years old are we able to do that for our daughters?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't have any sisters. I grew up in a family of all boys. <laughs> so my dad didn't organize any rite of passage weekends for girls, but my female cousins did all get a rite of passage weekend as well on their 13th birthday. And Overall, the weekend looks very similar. I would say the biggest difference is that it's the the important female role models that take her away. So it's her mom, her grandmother, her aunties that take her away for the weekend and discuss in what does it mean to be a virtuous woman? What does it mean to be a woman of God? You know, Mm -hmm. they engage in those type of conversations. So Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, A girl can have a rite of passage as well. Because my dad and I never attended one of those weekends, mm-hmm. we felt like we weren't the right people to write that book. So right, our right. book focuses on the boy rite of passage, but mm-hmm. we do have a short chapter on how you could implement this for girls as well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's so awesome. I'm going to put you on the spot, Stephen, though there may be some young men listening today. Um <laughs> and they feel like they don't have that support or that help or they're looking to go into manhood, could you pray for those that are listening right now?
2: Sure, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for creating us male and female. I pray for any young man listening today who is not confident in his masculine identity. Yes, I would hope that he knows that he is a man that he has probably been a man for a long time longer than he's realized and it is his responsibility to live for others and not to live for himself and ultimately to lead other people to you to be an example of godly men for the next generation and to lead souls to Christ in Jesus' name we pray amen
1: amen thank you so much Stephen, for being a part of the podcast today so if listeners wanted to get in touch with you and get your book and find out more how could they do that
2: our website is milestone to manhood.com you can purchase a copy of the book on our website or you can go to amazon and type in milestone to manhood in the search bar and it should pop right up
1: Awesome listeners. So we will also have his information down so that you can get that as well. And you'll be able to go directly to him and be able to find out more about how to do the your own rite of passage for your young men. And so we thank you again, Stephen, for being a part and listeners, we look forward to having you again on another episode. God bless.
0: Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.